everybody who listens to this podcast has a giant spiritual cock that lives deep within their soul. Comedy became a dark thing that wasn't fun for me anymore, I don't think. That 08 election pussy was some of the best I've ever had. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Your old pal Joe. Welcome to Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Checking back in with you. How you doing? You feeling all right? You feeling good? You ready for the week? You gonna do? You gonna do big things with yourself? Hope you're doing well. As always, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing uh, better than you ever think could be possible. And you should be doing good. Here's what I found out. Uh, getting, I've been getting a lot of stats back from the podcast. And it turns out everyone who listens to this podcast has a big dick. So how about that, you big dick motherfucker? You ready for the week, you with your big old dick? Even the ladies. I checked those stats too. Even the ladies who listen to this podcast got a big dick. This podcast can make your, big, uh, make your dick bigger. That's what I've heard if you listen to this podcast. Maybe not your physical dick, but your emotional dick, your spiritual dick. Everybody who listens to this podcast has a giant spiritual cock that lives deep within their soul. And just because it's not on the outside doesn't mean it's not there. You just got to let people know it's there because they can't see it or feel it. You got to show them sometimes. You got to show them that, hey, my dick is really big, even though I don't even have one. Or it is real small. Just let them know, hey, I listen to Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience every goddamn week, and my dick is fucking huge, based off the stats, people. I'm just going based off what... uh, what the algorithms are giving me. So congrats. That's something to feel good about already. If you were feeling bad, understand your spiritual cock is real big and fat. And no one can take that away from you. You can only take it away from yourself. How about that? How about that, people? New week for you. Checking in with you. Hope you're doing great. I already said that. We went through the thing with the big dick. What else am I supposed to say to you? I don't know. I don't know. Things aren't going to get better next year (laughs) to start off on a good note. So just get yourself prepared. You know, people are, uh, I don't know, everyone's waiting for it to get back to normal or what it is. But fuck that. Take the bull by the horns and start making some moves and and, uh, making this shit work for uh, yourself. Figure out a new plan because it ain't going back to normal. I'm sorry. I know you like going to shows every weekend and concerts and all that shit, but it ain't going to happen. It's just not. We're at the beginning of this shit getting real fucked up. If you thought 2020 was the worst it has been, just wait till next year. (laughs) How could it get worse? We will certainly find out. Stay tuned, people. But get your shit together and get ready, man. Prepare yourself for the Make the world whatever you want it to be. Be the big dick motherfucker that you are inside next year in 2021. Don't go to shows. Just sit at home with your big dick and make lots of big dick money. Put some fat stacks on your big dick and take pictures. How about that? Just get yourself prepared because the world ain't going to get any better. I really don't think it is. I hope it, I don't really, I'm not too concerned if it does or not. I was going to say, I hope the world goes back to normal, but it wasn't, you know, it was fun, but it wasn't that great. We could do better, people. We can do better than going back to all the stupid shit we were doing. We could all be, we could be better than the stupid shit we're doing now, you know? Maybe try and understand one another. Maybe that's a good new world to exist in, you know? 
to understand that just because people don't share the same beliefs and ideas uh, that you do or do not does not make them the enemy. You know, the enemy is inside, just like your big old dick. It's all inside you, people. Come to grips with that. Holy shit. Good day, people. Good day for me. Been a great week. Been a great, been a great year. I don't understand what all the hubbub is. I've had one of the best years of my life. And it's, I think it's just getting better and better by the day. Maybe not, uh, I don't know, maybe not on paper, but on the inside. I feel great. My dick is the biggest it's ever been. It just keeps growing by the day, by the minute. I feel fantastic, you know. This is uh, coming out on Monday. I like to, you know, get you ready for the week, but I'm recording this Sunday. And hey, people, Joe's not working at restaurants ever again. Today was the last day. Unless something bad, like really terrible happens to me. You know, like I get hit in the head by a big old rock or possibly a tree. It has been windy. You can always get knocked in the noggin with a tree and uh, develop brain injuries of some kind. If, If that's the only thing I can do, that I'm capable of doing, then I'll probably end up having to work in a restaurant. I'll have to make money somehow. But maybe at that point, I could collect disability. And the point is, uh, I'm no longer going to willingly <laughs> work at restaurants. And I feel real good about that. That is a decision I have made in my life. Uh, I'm never going to... I like I love doing comedy. And that's the only reason I started working in restaurants was because it, I could do comedy. And it was easier to walk away from restaurant jobs if you needed a show or get time off. It's just real lax. And there's always another uh, restaurant. But I'm never going to put myself in a situation where I'm working at a restaurant again. I don't care. It's I'm never going back, man. Can't do it anymore. Can't deal with people. This last place, man, these mom and pop places who have no have no structure to their uh their business or their management or whatever you call the people who are in charge are fucking oh, it's out of control out there, people. This place, I'm so glad it is fucking over. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss dearly the people I've worked in the kitchen with. But I'll see them. I definitely will. We'll definitely check in with the fellas, with the homies. The good people, man. Uh and that's why I felt bad. That's the only reason I felt bad about leaving was because of those guys, the people I worked with. Because we all went through it together. We went through the same shit all the time. And we could always Laugh about it and joke even when it was bad. And everyone, you know, we were all pissed off. Not at each other necessarily. Excuse me. Excuse me. Didn't mean to hit the mic there. I had a burp. Got caught. Uh, but we understood that, yeah, we, we might take something out on each other mistakenly just in the heat of the moment. But we were never, uh, like, no one was ever really mad at one another. It was always a thing where you're just upset at the situation that's going on. And you just kind of happen to you know, maybe get a little bit aggressive with uh, somebody in the kitchen. But we all understood. It's like, you know, we'd all been working in restaurants long enough that you understand that that's what it's like sometimes. And that's the difference between, like, the front of the house and the, the back of the house, man. These these fucking servers, ladies and gentlemen, that are out there working in, are the fucking softest people you've ever met in your life. Because their whole thing is just pleasing you to make sure you're happy. Because they think if they're real pleasant that you'll give them more money. So that's what they have to do. And they have to give you whatever you want. 
Remember that, people. Whenever you're at a restaurant, you can get whatever you want. All you got to do is ask or say you don't like something. You get whatever you want. They'll do anything they can. But if you, it's like, you know, you're fucking 24 tickets deep. It's a Sunday, you know, and you got chaos going all around you. And somebody wants to go, uh, you forgot the ranch. And it's like, go get your own fucking ranch. Here's the ranch, you know? It's like, there's so much shit going on and you're coming to me about some ranch right now. And I get that's part of the job or whatever, but the fact that I'm, you know, I might throw the ranch at your head shouldn't mean that, you know, don't take it personally. It's just just part of the game. It's chaos back there, you know, but I'll miss those guys. We all made it through again together. We went through some shit. So there's a bond there. That's uh that's real fun. This last place was whew, this was the crazy. I've never seen less organization in a place ever in my fucking life, man. And I can't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast or not, but it is like, man, I think I did. I think I mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. It's like last Sunday, right? Today is my last day. But the Sunday before, I already put my two weeks in. I did it like a gentleman. Uh, but, bro, that owner liked to drink. <laughs> and we're like a breakfast spot, so he'd be getting drunk early. Or drinking whatever it was and having, like, his friends come to the restaurant and shit. So this motherfucker. The kitchen closes at 2.30. So we're all shutting shit down. Things have been off for a while, you know. And he wants to come put fucking cold or put waffle mix in a cold waffle iron and then just leave and go oh that's not even on it's like i told you it wasn't on he's like i need to make a waffle it's like that well that one hasn't been on in about 20 30 minutes and still he just went and poured it in there this motherfucker almost set the goddamn restaurant on fire you know we were short one day so he decides he's gonna work the line which means i had to work the line (laughs) I had to expo, do dish, and work the fucking line for twelve fifty an hour, people. Because his buddy's there. His buddy was there before I got there at 8, and his buddy was there like before I got there. So they're drinking early, early, early. And it's just like he's nowhere to be found. So I'm hopping, hopping on the line, doing all the shit. And it's like I was working the other job at that point in time, too. I was working at the brewery. So it's like he's not even coming back to help clean shit. And I clean my station. I do all my shit, do everything I got to do at his station's a mess. And it's like, I got to go, dude. And uh, he sent me a text. I didn't know where the fuck he was. I went up front, clocked out and everything. Didn't know where this motherfucker was. And I'm driving up to my other job. He sends me a text. He's like, you can't leave till everything's clean. It's like, bro, I got to work. Then come in the next morning. Uh, he's not there. The other guy, my buddy Ryan, he's a real solid dude. He's back at work. And it's like, I walk in that kitchen, it's about 130 degrees or some shit. It's like, what the fuck? Why is it so goddamn hot in here this morning? And it turns out, drunk owner dude, whenever he's cleaning his section, he decides he's going to leave the burners on the stoves on, like full blast and both ovens and shit. And just left everything on. Locked the door, went home and shit, and it burned all fucking night. So it burnt the fan out above the stove so we didn't have, like, the exhaust fan or whatever to keep the heat out. But this motherfucker, like, what the fuck, bro? 
You don't have shit together at all. So that's the place I left people. They just fire people. Both the owners. The guy worked in the back. Oh, he was like the, the, he ran the back, whatever that meant. And his wife, she ran the front, whatever that meant too. They did nothing. They were on vacation. (laughs) Like I'm quitting. He fired like my assistant, the other guy who worked like expo and run food or whatever. Fired him two weeks ago. And we don't have anybody. No one's coming in to like train with me the last few days or anything. He's just on vacation somewhere. Using that grant money. Using that PPP loan to go fucking take vacations and shit. I swear it's ridiculous. The lady, the lady manager. This is like, man, I'm telling you, these people, whatever. They're nuts. But she fucking... Uh, Sometimes these apartments, <laughs> I spaced out for a second. Holy shit, I'm going to have to cut that all out. I spaced out for a second, people. Sometimes these people had a fucking a jump house, like one of them blow-up bouncy fucking houses out in front of the apartment. But I swear to God, sometimes it sounds like your fucking neighbor's just like coming in through your fucking wall or some shit like that. That tripped me out for a second. I apologize. But anyway talking shit about this restaurant or whatever and this is like a weird thing where like if you're going to be like an owner or a manager or uh you know a person in a a leadership position uh whether it be in life or or business you should exhibit leadership qualities i believe that if you would like me to treat you as a a leader or someone who deserves respect i think you should act uh, accordingly you know you should act like you are a leader you should take charge of things but this fucking this was, I think, I think this might have been before lockdown or right after. I can't remember when it was, right? It's like middle of the day, fucking Sunday, breakfast spot. So it's brunch. Everyone's drunk, fucked up, coming in to get breakfast. We're slammed, fucking jammed, busy as fuck, you know. And uh, we got a dishwasher. He's been there for like two weeks. And he gets his chance to, or his turn or whatever, to play the radio, right? And uh, if you've never washed dishes before, sometimes having the radio is all you fucking got, man. That's like a special thing that you get to, oh, I get to listen to my music for a little bit after I've listened to everybody else's music for four hours, five hours, or whatever. You know, your hands are in shitty, touching other people's half-eaten food and shit, dirty fucking sink water. Like, that's your fucking day. And the fact that you get that radio is like, all right, cool. Finally, I get to listen to something I like. Whatever. Uh, So he starts playing his shit, and somebody didn't like it. So they turned it and switched it off on him while he was in the bathroom or something. So when he came back, he was like, what what happened? You know, what happened to the music or whatever? Uh, And he got upset. You know, because it was his turn and somebody took it. And they're like, I just didn't want to hear that shit. And he's like, I've been listening to all this and blah, blah, blah. And the front of the house, the the other owner of the restaurant, the lady, she's in the back hearing all this. And he says, what does he say? He's like, man, fuck you. Or something like that. And she's like, hey, hey, we don't talk like that here. And in reality, we talk like that every day. You know, it's the kitchen. We talk like that every day. I've seen you bitch out your husband and use that type of language. So don't come back here telling people what kind of words that they use or can't use, you know. And uh, 
he turns around. He's like, man, I'll, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Like, I ain't, ain't going to say no. She's like, well, if you want to talk that way, you can leave. And he's like, all right, toss the apron up in the air, walked out the fucking door. And it's like, okay, now we're down a dishwasher, right? So in my point of view, or my opinion, as the person, as the owner, who isn't doing anything up front, you're not waiting tables. You're just sitting around going, oh, okay, everyone seems to be fine and probably drinking some wine. My thing is, is like you fired the motherfucker. We're down a person. You come back and do the shit now because we don't have anybody to do these dishes. Everyone else is real busy right the fuck now. And this fucking weak bitch, she decides that firing somebody took a lot out of her and she has to leave for the fucking day. Not even finish her shift up front. You see what I'm saying, people? This is what I was dealing with. Motherfuckers leaving shit on fire. And this lady going, I fired somebody and I can't handle it. It's like you put your fucking hands in that fucking nasty water and get to scrubbing, you fucking asshole. And then now I'm supposed to like, now I'm supposed to walk around and be like, hey, you, you're, the, you're the conductor of the train. You're the fucking captain of the ship and be like, wow, you know. And that's real hard for me to do. The fact that all you had to do was do those dishes and be like, okay, I'll fuck with these people. You know what I mean? Stepped it up and went, okay. And it was a weak reason to fire somebody to begin with because he told somebody to fuck off. And then you wanted to say, hey, we don't talk like that. And it's like, we say some vile shit in the bag. Yeah, we do. Everybody talks like this. So what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <sighs> so I had to get the fuck out of there, people. That's what the fuck. That's what it was. And after that waffle shit last weekend where it's like you just made a mess and I got to clean it up, you know, after I already cleaned the shit, it's like, dude, nah, don't say. It, nobody even said, <laughs> they, everyone in the kitchen is like, we're cool. We we all said bye or whatever, but none of the, the owners left before we were done. And then, you know, <laughs> I love it. Good. Stay the fuck away. Because I'd be fine with you unless, you know, but the fact that I'm, you, you want me to respect you as a leader, as someone who knows what they're doing, when I can clearly see that you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing, you know. Got no idea. No idea. Haven't tried to evolve the restaurant at all or change and adapt in any way, shape, or form. Just keep going on fucking vacations. And then buying discount salmon and going, hey, I can, I can open up for dinner for two weeks and sell this salmon. It's like, ah, that didn't work, so let's close for dinner. it just be, we're just breakfast now. It's like, ah, you guys don't, you got no idea what you're doing, and I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going down with the ship. I'm not that heavily invested in the ship that I'm going to go down with that shit. Because it's, you know, people are panicking. I understand that. I'm sure restaurant, a restaurant is very tough to run in today's world where people just aren't pissing money away left and right. You know, maybe if you offered them something a little bit different, it, it, you know, you'd, you'd still be a, I don't know, it could be a viable source of income owning a restaurant if you try to adapt to the times, but just fucking, <laughs> just it's selling old macaroni and cheese for three weeks and going, I don't know why no one's buying this. And it's like, I don't think anybody wants this shit. And it's like, okay, we're going to pull the mac and cheese off the menu. And then next week, we still got it. And the week after that, we got it. Because for some reason, you're just like, people should buy this. And then the mac and cheese didn't sell. So you're like, you know what? It's not that nobody wants this. It's that nobody wants the macaroni. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the same cheese sauce, but just put little potatoes in it. And it's like, I don't think anybody wants that shit either. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. 
But if people were like, hey, uh, do you want some uh, little yellow potatoes with some cheese sauce on it? I'd be like, I'm probably good, you know. Because first of all, I'm going to probably assume that it's old. <laughs> you ain't going to trick me into thinking some fucking little potatoes and some cheese sauce is a delicacy or a special that you run, you know, because it's the best potatoes ever. It's like they're old as fuck. That's why. That's why you're trying to get rid of this shit, you know. But it's not my problem anymore, so I'm happy to. I'm happy that it's over. It's just a shit show a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's gone. It's crazy, man. That dude fired the guy who was helping me two weeks ago, Chris. Chris was a good dude. Then we got this other fellow named Spider. You know, he's a little Mexican guy. He can speak English, too. He just don't. He's just pretty quiet, kept to himself. I don't think he trusts that many people. But we call him Spider. But he was supposed to help me out last weekend, and he's not thrilled about it. He likes to work the fryer. That's what Spider likes to do. Spider likes to work the fry. That way he doesn't have to fuck with people. He doesn't have to talk to nobody, you know. That's just who he is. And he was told that he was going to work the fry, and then when he got there, it was like, you're not working fry, you're going to... You know, you're going to work over here and run food and expo and shit. And he's just kind of like, I don't want to do that. And the fact he had nothing to do when he showed up, you know. And so we were slow as shit. So he's just kind of standing there, like just kind of towards the sink for a minute. Just stepped away from the, the counter or whatever. Not really engaging, but there was nothing to engage in. And he was just like, well, if you're not going to help out, you could just leave. I don't need you here. And sent Spider home. And it's like, man, you can't keep doing this to people. You just keep sending people away for no real reason. But, again, it's not my business. I'm just over it, man. I'm not better than it, though. That's something that I keep trying to figure. I'm not better than it. Uh, kitchen work. Because kitchen work ain't bad work. There's some great There's people who can do shit in the kitchen that'll blow your fucking mind. People's minds in there. Their ability to re retain information in order if it is simple enough is absolutely fucking incredible man you can give people 12 different kinds of eggs in in a certain order that they need to be given in and people can keep that up and you're giving them more information as they're doing the thing you know they're making the 12 different kinds of eggs or whatever and then three are coming in or you're frying chicken and fish and all this shit it's fucking incredible so i'm not better than that i just i'm just over it i'm beyond it that's what i keep trying I'm just beyond that thinking because i went to the punchline last night too the uh my buddy lee's in town from uh i think he's from cincy i know him from being through indianapolis a few times but he's featured over at the punchline he's a good dude uh so i went over there to Say hey at the eight o'clock show last night. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Marcy the owner either. She's uh, she's a very sweet lady. I missed her. I didn't realize how much I missed Marcy until I saw her. Ain't that weird how it works? You know, I didn't even realize I missed her until I was like, God damn, you've been so kind to me, and just so sweet. You know, but I miss her. But anyway, uh, my buddy Nick was hosting, and and uh, she. He asked if I could do a spot on the eight o'clock show, and it's like we're just tight right now because we're starting late, and we got the they got the ten o'clock show. They don't really give a buffer 
to like in between shows, you know, some clubs will give you like an hour in between shows or an hour and a half, an hour, 15, 45 minutes, something like that. But their punchlines like one show starts at six, the next one's at eight and the other one's at 10. So there's a 30 minute, ideally the show runs 90 minutes and there's 30 minutes in between. So the times are real tight there sometimes when Marcy was saying the eight o'clock show is too tight. I can't give them a guest spot. And, uh, I was talking to Raven. She's one of the servers. She's great, too. I miss the fuck out of her. God damn. All these people are wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to. If that's like, I'm I'm cool with it. I just came to see Lee. You know, he told me Nick was hosting. My buddy Nick Murphy, a great comic in Atlanta. So I was like, I'll go check in with Nick. Make sure he's doing okay. Uh, I haven't seen him in a minute. And he's like, he's a good dude, man. He's real, real funny. One of the funniest motherfuckers in the city. Hands down fucking fantastic comic but i just want to check in and that's why i went to support lee because lee's a good dude he's always been very kind to me very friendly it's like he came over before the shows we smoked he went and did the early show i came in for the eight o'clock show but i was just trying to explain it's like i'm not gonna i got here around 7 30 and i'm just not gonna i just i'm not gonna wait until 10 15 10 30 to do five minutes you know what i mean i'm not gonna wait here for three hours to do five minutes. It, it would be beneficial. It absolutely would. Anytime you can get on stage, even if it's five minutes, like that's better, especially now, it's more valuable than not. But I just don't, I'm not better than it. I'm just not going to wait for three hours because I know what is going, what it's going to take from me to sit there for three fucking hours just to do five minutes it's such a crazy investment of time and it's like well do i start drinking here it's like i didn't come here to drink i came here to check in at my friends if a spot came up great it did not come up i'm still checking in on my friends and now i'm gonna go because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wait three hours to do a spot for five minutes i'm just not i don't care if jesus christ was going to be at that 10 o'clock show i don't care I'm not going to fucking invest that amount of time. I'm not better than it. I just don't want to do it. I know it's going to make me. There will be a certain amount of misery that I feel investing that amount of time to do five minutes. And that's just me. I've done it. I've been doing it for eight fucking years and I don't want to do it anymore. Same shit with the restaurant. It's like I got to take a different approach to every I want better things for myself, man. Is that wrong to say? Do you ever feel that way, people? Do you want something better than what you've had for yourself? Just the life that you fucking made by the decisions that you've decided where you thought some things were important and then realize that they fucking aren't at all? Not really. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a very vague thing to say. But it's just even... Let's break it down. It's just with like comedy, man. It's like I love doing it. It's so much fun, but... I don't know if I approached it the best way. I had a lot of fun in my approach to doing comedy, which was full board, fucking I'm going to tell these jokes wherever. But I didn't know. I did, the end game, I did not know. The The whole thing was I'll get good. I'll just get good at doing comedy. I'll sacrifice everything and do as much stand-up as I possibly can and travel all over and fucking live out of my van and eat fucking salads out of a bag and somehow this will make the sacrifice... This will pay off somehow financially or an exposure or something like that, you know. But that's not, I don't think, 
That's not what it was about. It was about the journey of it. It's what it should have been. But it, I don't know if any of this is making sense at all. I just want... I think I can make a better life for myself. And this new world or whatever it is, it's, it to me is endless possibilities. There's endless potential right now because everything is shifting and evolving. So you can make whatever you want happen right now. So my thing is I don't want to work in restaurants anymore. I don't want to wait three hours to do five minutes. I don't want to have to go to open mics every night of the week and be around fucking 80 85 percent shitheads all the fucking time so i could do these five minute sets you know i've been doing that i'll still do a five minute set i'm just not going to invest that amount of time and misery into it anymore and if some you know and if if that means my comedy dream falls apart then it's like is if that's if that's how it ends because i'm not investing three hours in to do five minutes anymore it's like that's fine then man but i'm still working on the shit just in a different way now in my own way still doing the sets still getting it in just trying to trying to have want something better for myself and it's weird to i don't know it's weird to think about that sometimes but I'm doing it. I'm committed to the idea anymore, and I'm not turning back. I've always had this thing where I question, you know, because it almost seems like the, I don't know, like philosophically or whatever, the uh, desire or to want something is like, I don't know. Maybe it sets you up for failure. Maybe I'm just scared to do it. But I don't feel afraid anymore. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I was just afraid to uh, to have goals. Because you could fail. But I've always had goals and I, I most of the time achieve them in some way. I've always written down goals. But I just want to, I don't know. I'm just cleaning up my act, people. Just trying to think about things differently. I feel great. My mind feels very clear. I feel very positive. I feel very happy. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I really got no idea. But I'm, I've been enjoying the fuck out of life. Again. You know, it got sucked away, I guess, for comedy. Comedy became a dark thing that wasn't fun for me anymore, I don't think. But now it's the most, it's, again, it's back to being real fun. And it's good to see the people that I get to see. And it's like, I love it. Getting back to the people and what made it important, aside from the business or the industry shit, you know, rather than trying to get something from it. I think that's what I think I was trying to use comedy to get something, but I didn't know what I wanted to get anyway. It's like, do I want a sitcom? It's like, I don't think I want a fucking sitcom. It's like, do I want to be on SNL? It's like, hell no, man. Look, you got to deal with those fucking people. You got to deal with people who are on SNL. I don't know anybody, but I just can't imagine. I can't imagine kissing everyone's ass all the time as a big fucking hoot. You know what I mean? I don't want to be around that type of shit. So that was, I was trying to, I was trying to get, I was trying to use something to get somewhere where I didn't even know where I wanted fucking to be. Where I wanted to be, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I want to be in Indy, Indianapolis, and Detroit, and Nashville. That's all. That's what I like doing. 
checking in with my friends, meeting some new people, going up to Chicago, Albuquerque. That's where I like to be, around the people. I don't, I, wasn't, I don't think I was ever trying to get anything more than that. It would be fun to get, it would have been fun to get some money from that shit, some like real money. But uh, maybe it'll come one day. It's not over. But uh, I'm just taking a different approach. That's all it is, people. That's what we got to do. You got to change. You're going to lose your fucking mind this winter, people. I swear to God you will. If you get locked in and there ain't shit going on, you know, you could always go out, go to a concert, go to a bar. If that shit ain't happening this summer, you got to change, or this winter, it's like you got to change, change your approach to life, change the way you think, get away from all this bullshit, all these lies people were telling you all the fucking time. And, uh. Because that's what they're doing. They're trying to keep you scared and confused. The media and the politicians, everybody. Everyone's trying to do that to you. Don't let them do it to you. They're all full of shit. I don't care if you agree with them, disagree with them. They're all 100% completely full of shit. And don't want you to start thinking for yourself at all. They don't. They don't want you to have a new approach to life. They want you to listen to them or pretend what they're saying is somehow important. You go fucking... Everyone's losing their fucking minds. The election's been the craziest thing. These people are lying to you. They think differently for the future. That's all I'm saying. Do it because shit's going to get crazy in the winter. I can already tell it is. The shit ain't over. So just fucking spend some time focusing on yourself if you haven't already been doing that. Don't worry about the other shit that's going on. That ain't got nothing to do with you. All right? The president ain't got nothing to do with you at the end of the day. They're pretending to you people understand that they're lying to you and they want you to think that somehow they are important to you because if they aren't the whole fucking thing falls apart do you get what i'm saying the only reason if you don't think they're important they have nothing over you at all and they're not oh it's the president so you're crazy for saying that i don't give a fuck they don't they ain't doing shit i know that and this whole it's so goddamn funny the fucking the trump people have become the Hillary people and the Hillary people are making fun of the Trump people for being the Hillary people of 2020. <laughs> Do you, like, this is out of, this is insane. People dancing in the street. What the fuck are you doing, man? Nothing's, nothing changed. That's the thing. This is what turned me away from politics, people. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast or where I got to this decision that I'm not going to participate in this anymore. It was in 2008, right? I'm a young man. Uh, what was I, 20? Turning 21? I think I was going on 21. I may have just turned 21, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, I just turned 21. How about that, people? I think. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had just turned 21. But, uh, so I could vote, right? I was an Obama guy, you know, cool, cool 21 year old Joe with his short hair and his high hopes, you know, just started smoking weed like two years ago was, you know, whatever. I was like, yeah, Obama, man, I love it. And it's like, he's going against that fucking retard baby Palin. You know, I was real, <laughs> it was 2008. You could say retard baby and no one got upset about it. You know, I'm not talking about her baby. I'm calling Sarah Palin retard baby. That's what I'm doing. You know, which you fucking, you Dems, you should be all about, right? As long as I'm talking about Republicans, we can say whatever we want about them. 
But anyway, I'm an Obama guy. You know, I even had the Yes We Can Cola that Joan Soda put out. Did you all have that? Did you all have the Yes We Can Cola from Joan Soda? If you didn't, you weren't a real Obama supporter. How about that? Fuck you and your phoniness. Uh, (laughs) But it's like, you know, it's election night. He wins. He wins in a landslide, right? Because because he was running against John McCain, and nobody cares about war heroes in this country. You know what I'm saying? No one gives a shit about them, so why would you vote him for president? But we get Obama in office, right? And I'm at, I think I was at fucking Meyer. Y'all got Meyers here in the South? Or wherever you're listening to. In the North, there are things called Meyer. It's like a department grocery store, you know. It's a great place. They told me I was uh, overqualified to work there at one point in time. And I don't know what that meant, you know. But now I get it. They were saying you would quit if you did this job for a week. It's like, oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> but I was getting a CD, and my friend called me. This lady, you know, a lady friend. <laughs> Election seasons gets ladies horny, I've noticed. <laughs> Maybe not this one. But back when Obama was winning, bitches were wet, bro. I know that. Boy, oh, boy. That 08 election, that first one, I don't know about the second one. I dipped out of the whole political uh, realm around then. But that 08, let me, that 08 election pussy was some of the best I've ever had, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. The bitches were wet. But she, <laughs> she calls me. Sloppy top, too. She calls me while I'm at Meyer. <laughs> And I'm getting a CD for some reason. And uh, Obama had won. And she's like, did you hear Obama won? I was like, yeah, I just heard it on the radio. Like, I'm at Maya right now. Like, cool, cool. That's good, right? He won. Cool. And she's like, I just feel like we need to celebrate. And at that, I mean, I knew what she meant. But, like, I didn't like how she said it. You know what I mean? Like, she was just, like, so excited. Like, this is, like, changing the world, like, dancing in the street sort of thing. And I just had that moment where it's like, what are we celebrating exactly, you know? It's like nothing has changed, really. Like, we've this guy's going to be president now, but nothing. I immediately was like, I think this is all nonsense. And I think people, like, the fact that we're going to celebrate. It's like, celebrate what, you know? Maybe... Maybe after four years of the shit, we'll celebrate by reelecting them or whatever it is. But it's like, celebrate what? We didn't, nothing happened. Nothing changed. And we're in the same situation, you know. But now, now with the Biden thing, people dancing in the street. And now it's like, bro, no one's wearing. I know everybody was shitting on the Trump people outside of the cities. You know, them hillbillies up in the suburbs for going on their lakes and whatever and partying all summer and not giving a shit, not wearing masks. But it's like, bro, ain't nobody wearing masks anymore in Atlanta. Like every gas station, like everyone where it was like signs were posted, you know, you must wear a mask to come in. I swear to God, fucking November 5th or whatever it was, the four days after, I swear they've all been down. Ain't no one been wearing masks anywhere. It's like, oh, dude, is that all it took? (laughs) we should have elected Biden president in fucking April and this shit would have been over with. (laughs) Why don't we do that sooner, people? If that's all it took. 
<laughs> but now cases are spiking or whatever. But they've been, I swear every month they're spiking. I swear to God they've been saying it every month. But I don't fucking know. I don't trust nobody, as you know. But people aren't wearing masks and now it's like, I don't know. This is such a, I'm just confused now. I'm just very, very confused by everything. But that's a, that's the whole thing of Obama won and people are like, hey, let's celebrate. And it's like, what do we celebrate? Nothing happened. You know what I mean? And I was like, an Obama, I was like team Obama. You know what I mean? I was happy he won. But it's like, we celebrate what? Nothing, nothing happens. And nothing really did. We just, you know, we had a cool guy for a president. And a smoking, a smoking wife, you know, and big shoulders. <laughs> but that's what it was. He is a cool guy who blew up a bunch of kids with drones and shit, you know, and gave bankers all sorts of money, which is what Bush did. Which I don't know. I don't know. Trump probably did it too. That's just what we do as the country people. Bill Clinton had been doing it. Blowing up kids and giving bankers money. That's what they keep doing. Biden will do the same thing. Absolutely. He still will. He loves it. He loves the smell of the dead corpse. He likes to go sniff their little tootsies. <laughs> After he blows them up with drones. <laughs> that dude's fucking creepy, man. I don't understand what people that got behind him. I guess you didn't have any choice, though. I know we all have a choice, but we had no choice. That's what we were left with. Let's get this guy in there so we can get that other fuck out. And now Trump's going to run a news network. That's real. Fuck. That's fantastic. You know? I love it. Because he always, he'll do that sort of thing. Bill Burr had a great joke. Or it was on like a late night show or something like that. Where he's talking about, it's like Obama was shitting on Trump during like the... Whatever that big speech is that he gives with all the press or whoever, or some fucking dinner, where it's all the rich fucking snotty assholes go pretend to laugh at jokes that are bad. But he's shitting on Trump, and the whole thing was like, I'm going to take that motherfucker's job now. Like, Trump's such a motivated guy, you know? And then he did it, and now he's going to open his own news network, which is bad. People blindly follow him, but the thing is, is like, he's that type of dude. That now, like, the president shitted on him or shat on him. So he's like, I'm going to become the fucking president. And then the news has been shitting on him for four years. He's like, well, guess what? Now I'm going to become the fucking news, too. Like, and all he's going to do is trash everybody. Because they've just been trashing him the whole fucking time. So it's like, man. And I'm sure some of the trash is warranted. But I'm sure uh, there's been tons of bullshit. I'm not going to cite anything because I don't do that type of shit, you know. But it is definitely not everything that like CNN and MSNBC, they say is true about Trump is true, right? That's just the world we live in. Not everything, nothing is true 100% of the time. And the media in general is rarely true. Their, their objective is not truth. Their objective is advertising and it's a market. You know what I mean? It's a market. They have a demographic of people that is their audience that they want to keep around, mostly for monetary, monetary reasons. You know, that's what they do. It's not, you don't go there for information. Anyone who watches the news for information is a moron. What the fuck are you doing? They lie to you constantly. 
But I just love that Trump is doing that. And I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. He's suing the fuck out of states. It's like, hell yeah. Let's get this shit real fucked up, everybody. Let's have some fucking fun. Let's let go a little bit. Let's get loose up in this motherfucker and see what happens. Maybe we all die. But let's have some fun if that's going to be the case, you know? We're on our way out one way or another. If COVID don't get you, the fucking uh, ever slowly collapse of the American society certainly will. And it is getting faster and faster by the day. And it's very fun to watch and very fun to enjoy. And I welcome, I welcome the demise of it all. Because it's okay. It don't matter. We're not here anyway. We're not alive, people. We've never been alive. It's all an illusion. We're pretending. You're not different than me. I'm no different than you. We're the same person just floating around in different bodies. That's all it is. You were never here. Neither was I. Maybe for a moment we thought we were here, but we never were. So who gives a shit? So let's have some fun. Let's watch it blow up. It certainly, <laughs> it certainly, I don't know. It's falling in on itself. This whole experiment that is America. Holy shit, man. It's very fun. Very fun to watch it all fall apart. Anyway, fuck, this has been a long one, man. I apologize. I've been rambling on about all sorts of things. Good Lord, long solo episode. Let's do the animal clip of the week. Get you on your fucking way. Get you and your big dick self on the fucking way, on the road, slapping people in the face with your big spiritual dick. How about that? This animal clip, I don't remember where I saw it from, but it's one that I love. I think I've seen it before, but I got reminded of it, and boy, oh boy, these are the kind of things that I love, people. Lion, right? Lion in a cage. Guess what? Person outside of the cage. Person being a dick to the lion. Not really, not necessarily taunting it, but like kind of taunting it. I think it's in India, Bangladesh, maybe. Is that part of India? I'm not a geographically sound person. Look it. I just gave you words of wisdom about your life and spirituality and everything else for 40 minutes. So I don't want you coming to this part of the podcast and be like, why wow, Joe doesn't know shit about geography. It's like, of course not. If I knew anything about geography, I wouldn't know anything about myself or my soul. All right? I had to study that. So forgive me if I don't know where the fuck Bangladesh is. But it sounds like it's in India. It almost sounds like it's the name of a tiger itself. A Bangladesh tiger. But maybe it's not in India. I don't know. But <laughs> I think I'm going to use that for the promo. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some good ones today but that one is definitely promo worthy holy shit anyway there's a line in a cage right not a tight cage not like a chain link fucking cage here people bars are pretty you know wide open if the lion wanted to take a swipe it could probably get i don't know three quarters of its fucking arm out of the cage and try and snag somebody but this guy's standing just far enough away you know, and I think the lion knows it because the lion's not trying to paw it. But this guy's just standing there with his arm crossed, real snooty, just kind of looking back and forth, looking back and forth. Lion stand, just sitting there, just sitting there, just waiting, just waiting for this guy to fuck up. And sure enough, this guy fucks up. For some reason, this guy decides to just stick his arm in the cage. And I don't understand. 
Why? I cannot figure that part out. I've watched this video 1,800 times, 1,900 times within the past 48 hours. And I'm, because I'm trying to figure out why this guy is standing there with one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. No offense to Mike Tyson, but a full grown lion. Mike Tyson had tigers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to, you know, don't tell Mike I said that. Uh, and it's leaving him alone, you know. He's as close as he ever should be to a lion without getting his face ripped off, right? And for some reason, he just wants to stick his arm in there. And the lion, you know, it just kind of grabs it, sticks it in its mouth, and then just kind of starts biting down real hard and pulling back. And then the guy, the best part of the video is this guy screaming like a little lady. <laughs> or whatever. Well, you guys know how Bangladeshi sound, right? I don't know if that's a good Bangladeshi accent, <laughs> accent or not, but I'm just saying, you guys know how the Bangladeshi sound. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should, I should have stuck my arm in the cage. Oh. You know, <laughs> and he's just screaming and screaming. And uh, the video cuts off before... I'm sure there's a longer version of it that I may have seen at one point in time, but I didn't find it but or, or watch it. But the video cuts off before he gets his arm ripped off or they, you know, or they kill the lion or, or they get the lion away from him, maybe with a piece of chicken or something like that, some Bangladeshi chicken. Maybe that's uh maybe that's how they get him away from the old uh from the old lion. I don't know. I don't know how it ends, but it's just I just love it cuz you you were fine. You were fine. You were kind of fucking with the lion. What you were doing was you, you, felt, you felt safe. You would never do that in life. You know what I mean? It was, like the, it was like he was on Twitter and talking shit to people. That's what it was. And the cage, I guess maybe the cage was Twitter in this analogy. You know, it was something separating him from the, from the beast he was making fun of. You know, like if... Uh, I'm trying to think of a big tough guy on Twitter that you might any any we'll say uh hmm who's probably a real big Gavin McGinnis maybe he's a real tough guy right I don't know he's probably one doing the tweeting I don't know he's a good guy people don't I don't know maybe I shouldn't be saying he's a good guy maybe all of a sudden I'm a white supremacist because I said that Gavin McGinnis is a good guy I don't know all right I have no idea he's a proud boys guy he's probably whatever he's not a good guy but maybe he's a good guy I don't fucking know him I already founded, I don't know, why'd I say his fucking name? Now I'm going to get canceled. God damn it. We had a good run. We had a good run, people. Anyway, the cage is Twitter. <laughs> and he's fucking, he's talking to the, he's like, ah, I'm a big strong man and you're a little pussy. You're a little pussy, Mike Tyson. And then Mike Tyson's just like, I ain't even going to tweet at this guy. I'm not even going to tweet back at him. And this guy's like, yeah, motherfucker, you're a little bitch, Mike Tyson. You won't even tweet back at me. And Mike Tyson's just going to sit there and go, you know, I'm not going to tweet. I'm not going to tweet. And then, uh, but I'm going to remember his face. And then he just sees, like, Mike Tyson in life, and Mike Tyson just fucks him up, you know. I felt like that's what this guy was doing to the lion. Being a coward is what I think he was doing. Because he would never get that close to a lion in real life. He was just like, I'm outside of a cage. I'm going to stick my arm in your cage, and the lion's like, I'll fuck you up. 
Anyway, check out the video. We spiraled there a little bit at the end. It's a fun video if you like seeing uh, people get what's coming to them, you know? If you like that type of thing, this video you'll love because this dude gets what's coming to him. He gets his arm bit by a lion. It's a beautiful thing. I'll never get my arm bit by a lion. I know that. I won't fuck with a lion. I won't even. I know. I don't care. If you, man, if you're gonna, if you got my mom and you're like hanging her off a building by her feet, and you're like, I'm gonna drop, I'm gonna drop your bitch mom. First of all, I'd be like, you don't ever talk about my mother that way, okay? I'd get very upset, and they'd be like, hey, I'll let her down. <laughs> I wouldn't like that type of language to be used around my mother. And nobody would. Uh, I'll let her down, but you got to you gotta touch this lion. And I'd be like, ah, I don't know. You might have to drop my mom. And even if it was declawed and de-teethed. You know, they could still smother you to death. Lions are known for their smothering capabilities. And my mom is known for her life insurance policy. So, obviously... <laughs> Obvious choice there. <laughs> what a great fun podcast this has been. Thanks for checking it out, everybody. Getting you ready for the week. This is a this is the longest one I've done solo ever. That's fantastic. If you stuck with me through the journey, hell yeah, man. Appreciate your time checking out the podcast, Joe Kelly Psychedelic Experience. If you are in the Atlanta area, the greater Atlanta area, December 1st, we have a comedy show. It is a Tuesday happening at Social Fox Brewing in Norcross, Georgia. Tickets are $10. Uh, doors will open at 7. The show is at 8. You can purchase these tickets by going to socialfoxbrewing.com. All right? So that's what's going on. Come out to the show if you're around. If not, uh, keep up with me. Check out, you know, just look Joe Kelly Comedy on YouTube. I got a YouTube page over there. We're putting shit up. I'm trying to keep these uh, these podcast videos up over there. So check out the YouTube page. If you want to do the Patreon, patreon.com slash utilize shrooms. Five bucks a month. You're just supporting the podcast at this point. Uh, if not, that's cool. Listen to this shit. That's all I really care about. I care about you people out there. And... Uh, Hope uh, hope you have a great week, man. Take care of yourselves. Have some fun out there. And uh, take care of somebody else. I'll catch you all around later. Have some fun, y'all.